Hey, 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 this is the Post Elder Podcast. So I had my uh, visit this morning with uh, two elders from our church. Nice people. Well-intentioned. I learned some things. Um, And the setting for this podcast is a little different. Normally I'm walking bud. But um, because it's 107 degrees out, 10% 10% humidity, by the way, which is a dew point of 39, which is kind of dry, but it's only five o'clock in the evening. So we have plans tonight. Uh, so I probably won't, I'm not sure how I'm going to walk bud tonight. Um, maybe my son will walk bud, but this, this is kind of a important day because of the pre and post elder meeting podcast. Um, and and so I wanted to get it in. So it's 5 o'clock in the evening. I'm inside, 78 degrees, air conditioning, very bright sunshine outside. And uh, so here we go. So uh, there was the one elder who uh, essentially I was exchanging text messages with. Um, kind of, I guess I was sort of testing the new structure and saying, hey, this dude... This, this uh, interim pastor uh, kind of ripped on old Joel in front of everybody, and I don't think that's good for the community. So what are you going to do about it? <laughs> so that's like six weeks ago. And, uh, and then uh, it went on and on and on. And at, at, at some point he just dumped this, these verses on, on me, which I talked about. So, and then he wouldn't talk to me in person. I realized, hey, this this ain't working. And and just the claims of that I'm contentious, arrogant, quarrelsome, full of folly. I'm just way out there. And I'm like, this is all in a day's life for an ENTP debater that I am. It's my personality. So that came up during the hour and 15 minute session. And um, when I mentioned that, that was immediately squashed as like, oh, that's all baloney, that ENTP stuff. You know, that's all, that's debunked, that's not real. <laughs> I don't know. And, and, and my response to that was, well, you know, you, I know you believe the Bible. It's not in the Word, right? I think the guy mentioned that. Some of the, I do kind of wish I recorded it, but I, it was okay. There's nothing, the bottom line is I'm not going to argue with these people. You know, I'm, I'm humbled, I guess, in some respects, and I'll I'll get into more detail as we go. But essentially like the, the, I'm like, look, I'm a debater. This is ENTP, my personality, my upbringing, however I got here, this is who I am. And I didn't get a chance to express it to these guys because they didn't really want to listen to me. They basically, you know, um, I think at one point was it, uh, how did it come up? I kind of wish I remember. I, I mentioned something, and I was like, no, this is church discipline. They're, so they're giving me church discipline, apparently. But anyway, um, so the, the reason the second fellow came is because that was the only way I could get the meeting, is I had to bring a second elder into it and say, look, this guy won't meet me in person. He drops drops text message on me, and... Uh, drops verses on me and uh, 
like for I think one was Titus 3, 9, and 10. And it's kind of helpful. It's insightful to me because it, it's it, they don't realize it and they don't want any criticism, right? Because that's all I do, so I backed off. But, it's, you know, essentially the message is just don't pluck verses out because I, I had to, I had all the verses ahead of time and I I went to the actual context and it's just like, there's a lot of context there. You can't just pull two verses out. We did talk about the Great Commission and that's what they all feel like. That's what they're, what we're supposed to be doing. And so I get the impression that these, the church, the leadership, they're all stressed out over Matthew 28, 19, and 20, whether that's, that's all, that's everything. Just do the Great Commission. And, and it's such a grind because it's all about doing. It's like they, they've made everything about doing. And, and I found out I'm a stumbling block, not to someone who's not a believer, like the, the traditional stumbling block that, that Jesus talks about and the Bible talks about is, you know, somebody's trying to figure out the faith and then someone comes along and causes them to not have faith or, or doubt or just tries to convince someone that they're, no, this, there is no God or there, this is not what's going on. This is not true. You know, that's a stumbling block. But for them, they define me as a stumbling block because they feel like they're spending way too much time dealing with me. And, um, which I really don't think, uh, it takes that much time to, to, to deal with me really. And, um, which is an interesting thing about time management. And, um, cause I do, I mean, I fit, I'm a debater, so I naturally do what I like to do. And so I have plenty of time to fit in debate. And, um, so apparently all the leadership in the church, they even go back to the previous pastor that left, brought up a few things from that in the past. And honestly, I have a clear conscience and I go to bed, uh, not thinking about the leaders of this church and whether whether I'm able to grind an axe with them. So their perception of me is that I'm just relentlessly looking for an argument. I'm quarrelsome. I'm contentious. And the, the dilemma really is, it's kind of weird, is because, um, as I mentioned with this guy, I'm like, I'm in his growth group for six, eight weeks, couple hours a night. And not once was there any issue. So I, I guess, I mean, the introspection on me would be, yeah, I think I'm really kind and nice to, to people until they uh, want to exercise some authority over me in some kind of religious way. And, then, and, and if any religious leader wants to exercise some kind of authority over me and tell me what to do, man, does my, does my hair crawl up in the back of my neck? So naturally, all these people, all, when I say these people, I'm guessing at who all these people are. Um, you know, they, they just feel like, well, that's me. I'm, I'm labeled now. I'm in, a, I'm in a box. I'm in a category as Mr. Contentious. So that's painful because I, I think everybody should just uh, relax and, and, and go to bed at night 
relax. I don't, but my worries aren't, my worries aren't about the church leadership and, you know, whether they like me or not, or they perceive me well, anything. I mean, I, I look at it as like, Hey, you guys should be challenged a little bit, you know, think about this, you know, but that seems like they bury it. It's like, they just like, no, Mike's wrong. He's just wrong. He's going to argue about it. So it ticks me off because Mike's just going to argue and argue and argue about it. And, and it's going to be relentless and he won't give up. <laughs> and, and so much of this is the word, the word. And, 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 and to me, it's so much of it is plucking verses out of context, making up your mind ahead of time. You know, all these verses about the, the contentious, quarrelsome brother, you know, and, and how, how they are. And I'm like, well, I guess I just don't, um, see that that needs to continue. I mean, I guess it comes down to leadership and what is the, the, the methodology and the, the word literally translates to 2019. I mean, it's not, I, I agree it's inerrant, but I'm, I'm starting to see that there's no nuance of John writing something, Peter writing something, Paul writing something, and what these different viewpoints and personalities of the writers are when you read the scripture. And on top of it, the historical context, because probably my main drive is that the leadership of the local church was really, really important when it was first starting because they had no scriptures, they had nothing. And, and now it just seems like we've gone back to pharisaical times where we do have the Bible. We have these seminaries. We train people in this stuff. They learn the Greek, they learn the Hebrew, and then they love verses like, you know, um, Hey, the elders got to shepherd the flock. And, and I'm wondering, well, what does the Bible say? I mean, it says that there's a Holy Spirit and it says that, um, that there's power in the Holy Spirit and that um, God is alive today. He's not some far off distant guy. And these guys seem like they want to act like mediators between God and us. And they justify it because Paul wrote something like leaders be shepherd or shepherd the flock of God and, you know, watch over them, watch out for false teaching. And it's like they're inserting themselves as mediators. And I think Paul wrote those. He didn't write that. And they won't like this, but it's true. He didn't write this stuff to the Philippians or the Galatians or um, Thessalonians about was only his last couple letters to Timothy, directly to Timothy. And, uh, you know, I, I would say that it's fine. And Timothy should do that. He should have done it. And the reason Timothy should do it is because they had no scriptures. They couldn't read. They didn't have copies of stuff. It wasn't, wasn't laid out. And the Roman Catholic Church, who in general, I made this comment, maybe they think I'm cynical, crazy, but it's like, these Southern Baptists believe Roman Catholics are going to hell, or a high, high percentage of them do. And yet they wouldn't have their Bible to thump without the Roman Catholics. 
and and I'm becoming much more broad-minded and like I I probably used to think that when I was a teenager that you know and I probably argued with my dad who was very faithful to the Roman Catholic Church but I'm like wait whoa this uh I think we're off track here but I bought into this stuff it's like a undercurrent bottom level thinking and it has to do with that reformation too so it fits right into my 500 years of reformation and the next 500 years of personal transformation so yeah so that's for me that's part of the takeaways what i notice about them is they're they're saying i'm a stumbling block because i prevent them or i take energy or their schedules are busy and as one guy says well there's people are in in adulterous relationships and people are really sick and i was like well yeah my wife's got stage four cancer i mean yeah and and yet you know i'm a stumbling block to them because they're going to spend an hour and a half talking to me um about something they feel like i shouldn't have they shouldn't have to talk to me about because i'm contentious and they just should write me off and the sad thing to me is like well they've kind of known about this for 15, 10, 15 years. And I said, well, why, why don't you tell me about it? And they think it's just like, oh, it's obvious. Don't you get it? Everybody thinks you're contentious. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and quarrelsome. And, uh, and then on and on or whatever, the negatives, right? To pull out the negative verses. So those are, those are the words they want to use and i'm like dude i have faith i'm a believer so this doesn't make sense paul paul's describing someone that can't possibly be a believer you know so anyway so the so i listen to this i'm saddened because there there it reminds me of the where um i think the original disciples went out and got some help because they weren't preaching the word and you know spending time in the word because they were busy helping the sick and and elderly and widows and things like that so the early church figured this out so i'm like well okay so everybody's busy helping people in adultery and and counseling and trying to figure out what to do and um you know I, I don't know why that takes so much time. It, it is what it is, you know. If some dude came to me and confessed he was, you know, maybe they should send me in to counsel him. <laughs> I'd say, dude, knock it off, and that's it. Or get divorced or something. We don't need to talk about it, dude. I mean, how much, I mean, they, they should, a dude that's in an adulterous relationship should be, that should take like a 15-minute discussion, you know, maybe less. But me, on the other hand, yeah, they, you, they need to invest hours. No, I'm just kidding. Invest hours dealing with me. Now, actually, it's. I think the bottom line is um, they're really not concerned about um, preaching on Sunday morning or even teaching. It's like secondary. It sounds like the primary concern of the church is to, to listen to people um, complain about illnesses sicknesses wayward children um uh, 
adulterous affairs, um, what else, uh, old age, finance, people losing their jobs, you know. And, and I have elements of that myself, uh, except for the adultery thing. Um, but I mean, I lost my job, my wife's got stage four cancer, but am I going to the elders and going, oh, could you guys come and like, you know, spend hours counseling us or whatever? I don't know what they do. I mean, we're pretty independent. So, I mean, my, this again, it's, I, I do, I am listening to myself. Whoever's listening to this podcast, I am listening to myself. And you can chuckle or whatever, I don't know. Or you can be mad at me, I don't know, whatever. But I get it. I'm like, I, I don't know. I think what at one point he's like, well, you know, why don't you, instead of arguing with people and being quarrelsome and critical or whatever, why don't you get behind the plow and help out? And I'm like, well, like, okay. I mean, I, I probably should have said, do you want me to, who's having, who's committing adultery? I'll go talk to him. <laughs> There's, that's the last thing they're going to do is tell me about what's going on in, in someone's life, you know, because they're going to think, well, you're not sensitive. Of course I'm not. What do I mean sensitive? I don't know. Maybe I am sensitive. I, it's just, um, it's relationships. I talked about the 7 billion people on the planet. So a few people and uh, feel like I'm contentious, quarrelsome. What do they have all in common? <laughs> Their church leadership. And the guy that did come, I never quarreled with him. He knows I've had decent conversations with him. So it's kind of a Jekyll and not, I don't I hate to say, I'm not going to say that. So um, it's kind of like with certain people, I back off. I have sympathy. And I, and I think if I think deeply in myself, it has to do with like, well, is this person trying to exercise authority over me? Are they trying to tell me what to do? And doesn't this fit my personality the way God made me, which is strategic thinking, including people, um, thinking of ideas, um, winning others over. It's like the, the leaders don't want to be won over. They already think they're, they're the, they don't realize it, but he's kind of saying they're the, they're the kind of the arrogant ones is what's kind of coming out of this is because he wants to throw the Bible at me and he thinks, you know, we'll go through the whole Bible and throw it at you. But it's like, they don't see the forest from the trees. They need to listen to Huey Lewis, man. You got to see the forest from the trees, which I'm not expert at. I'm just transforming myself. I'm trying to back off. And I think it's church leadership is, is the issue. And, I don't know. I think about the Roman Catholic Church again. I mean, the priests, I don't know. I, I mean, they kind of keep their distance. I mean, I know they have confession and it's all pretty mechanical. And, um, but, you know, I don't know. I guess they get, the, you know, they would get into it. But, I mean, I got my issues. I, I, I got my black slice, which... Apparently, as people in authority uh, believe I'm, I'm going to quarrel with them, which I'm going to challenge them. I'm, I'm a, a thinker. So um, my wife's kind of perturbed with me a little bit. It was a good thing she listened to the whole thing. Um, you know, I don't know what's the conclusion of it. My, my feeling now is just, well, there's whatever, whoever these leaders are, they all think I'm quarrelsome. Um, contentious and and since they weren't able to 
come talk to me in the last 15 years, but are mostly just been talking amongst themselves and just saying, hey, you know, this and that, and oh, yeah, this and that, and oh, yeah, Mike said this and that, and oh, he's quarrelsome in here. Oh, did you see how quarrelsome he is? He's so contentious. He's a contrarian. Oh, he's this. And and so they let it go for 10, 15 years without a really good confrontation until now. Um, they're fed up with it, I guess, or they, I, don't, I don't know, whatever, it's good. It's better, it's probably better with the elder structure that uh, these two guys aren't on staff so they can come talk to me, but um, es- essentially that's um, where I'm at, <laughs> where I'm at. And uh, so what do I say? Post-elder meeting, um, 21 minutes in, and uh, yeah. Well, I, I kind of feel uh, relieved. Um, you know, they, they, they're thinking like, well, you're just going to go, if you leave and go to some other church, then you're just going to be contentious and everything else. And I'm like, well, maybe they won't piss me off. <laughs> or maybe I did learn something and you guys were the, the, the poor saps that had to put up with my crap for 15 years. Even though... I honestly don't, I got, I got enough on my plate than to, you know, maybe I stir the pot with them, but then I walk away. I'm done with it. And, and they're the ones who kind of roast on it or simmer on it or obsess on it or whatever that, you know, because I think I've moved on from that a bit. I, I did want to clear up this. I was just confused with this dump, this uh, text message with the dumping of the verses and the the whole concept of like always learning and uh, never coming to the knowledge of the truth. So, I mean, the truth that the guy wanted to beat into me was that I'm contentious, quarrelsome, um, arrogant towards the leaders of the church. But probably that's why I don't spend much time with the leaders of the church. I mean, I really don't do that, so... And it flows down, and then there's just God. I'm sure there's gossip. They just can't get away with it. It's too small of a church. But uh, yeah, um, I guess technically I probably burn my bridges there. But they they love Christine. They love my my wife's music and singing, and so it's kind of a tough one there. So, well, hey, um, anyone who listened to the pre-elder discussion uh podcast hopefully you were anxious to hear the post post elder um post elder discussion podcast and yeah i'm a jerk man i'm a jerk towards these leaders i'm stubborn and i don't leave because probably think that other places are the same but maybe i'm just dumb and Maybe other places aren't the same. And uh, so perhaps move on. Yeah, I'll move on somehow. And it won't be, yeah, I'm done. There's this, I can't show my face in that place (laughs) again. I really, it's just, I just can't do it. Uh, At least right now for the next whatever period of time, maybe I'll, 
get over this, whatever. Or maybe one of them will reach out to me in the, the future and say, hey, hey, how's it going? Are you, are you rethinking your contentious thing? Because like, I don't, I don't think I, I probably only want to go to church and I listen to a message. Am I looking for crappy stuff? Which is, I still don't think that's too bad when someone's preaching. You know, shouldn't we listen and say, oh, there's some crappy stuff. Because I, I do listen to other people and there's not that often some crappy stuff. So I'm probably in the wrong place, folks. And and uh, and that doesn't mean that place is bad or or um, it's just not for me. I mean, I, I, I guess they're really interested in all these personal dramas that people come up with. And I, I don't think the Roman Catholic Church has that much of that. Um, they may have that behavior, but it doesn't like, statistically, they probably have just as many statistically adulterous affair families or people losing jobs. It's, it's not like Roman Catholics are saints and don't have any issues or never lose, you know, you know, they don't go through when they're laying off a hundred people going, don't lay off any Roman Catholics because they're the best, you know. No, they, they lose their jobs too. But there's not, I guess there's not so much drama about it in the Roman Catholic Church. Somehow this uh, Protestantism, American Protestant, Protestantism is so emotional and everything's the Bible. Like, you know, oh, you, you lost your job. Let me, let me read from the Bible. Like, this is how, this is how it's going to be, you know, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, Certainly, I respect the Bible a lot. I do, and I do dig dig deep on it, and that's a good thing. Um, I think. I mean, they would even say that they just don't like the way I dig deep and and come up with my interpretation. And some of it goes back to Woody Witham, which is, "What is that to you? You follow me." I have. To, I should give that the grace to them as well, um, and say. You know what, Mike? You know, just back off those guys. They're doing what they think is best. So um, let them, you know, spend their hours during the week the way they feel is best, which is not talking to me. So that's, uh, they're going to follow the Lord by not talking to me <laughs> for an hour and a half over what, six weeks? They don't have an hour and a half in six weeks? Anyway. I'm not going to push it anymore. Um, letting it go. I, and I think I can move on. And uh, I, I guess not having that discussion, it's like just leaving is kind of, it's kind of sad. And because you're like, well, why am I really leaving? And now I'm thinking, I'm really leaving because it just ain't working. It's just not, it's not, uh, a good thing so and I shouldn't be bitter about it I should just go so I don't know that's it 27 minutes I don't know did I get the right message I don't know I got like one listener give me some feedback sometime somehow some way and and tell me what you think I mean you don't have to scold me I know I'm a sinner you don't have to like tell me like oh no dude you are so so jacked up you know you push those elders and those 
that church for 15 years have been thinking you're such a contentious, quarrelsome son of a gun full of folly, and, and yet no one really clarified that for me. And they're just kind of like, oh, really? You didn't know that the whole time? You don't know this? Tell me you don't know this. <laughs> and, and I kind of don't know it because I get over it right away. I, I make my case and move on. They don't change. And so I have to remind them again. Anyways, they should do the same with me. You know, if they don't think I'm getting it and that all I am is quarrelsome, then tell me about it. Don't wait 15 years and then, then just dump on me. Anyways, that's the situation. I'm a jerk. And so many of us are jerks too. But should it get me down? Can we live in grace? Can I have some grace? Can I give them grace? And, um, yeah, so there you go, 29 minutes. Have a great evening, um, and uh, if there's a way you can think about giving me feedback, please do, because I'm kind of curious on that one. All right, bye-bye.